Good morning and welcome back to the Gospel Get Up, the podcast aimed at getting you in the Word with readings from the Daily Lectionary, before sending you on your way to go about your day in the peace and joy of the Lord. This morning's readings jump us ahead in the book of Ezekiel to chapter 18, and in the book of Romans, we continue with chapter 2. The readings for today are set to an order for prime. So without further ado, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hasten to save me, O God. O Lord, come quickly to help me. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. And we pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the rest of the past night and for the gift of a new day with its opportunities for pleasing you. Grant that we may pass its hours in the freedom of your service, and when evening comes, give you thanks again. Amen. The Old Testament reading, once again, is in Ezekiel chapter 18, select verses. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean, you who keep repeating this proverb concerning the soil of Israel? Fathers eat sour grapes, and their sons' teeth are set on edge. As surely as I live, declares the Lord God, you will never again use this proverb in Israel. Indeed, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father is mine, just like the soul of the Son. The soul who sins is the one who will die. But you ask, why doesn't the Son share in the guilt of the Father? Because the Son did what was just and right. He kept all my statutes and carried them out, so he will surely live. The soul who sins is the one who will die. The son will not share in the guilt of the father, and the father will not share in the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous person will be credited to him alone, and the wickedness of the wicked person will be charged against him alone. A wicked man, if he turns away from all his sins that he has committed, and keeps all my statutes, and carries out justice and righteousness, he will surely live, he will not die. All of the rebellious acts that he had committed will not be remembered against him. Because of his righteousness that he has practiced, he will live. Do I really find any pleasure in the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Don't I want him to turn from his ways and live? But if a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and does what is unrighteous, namely, all the abominations that the wicked man practices, will he live? All the righteous deeds that he did will not be remembered, because he added one infidelity to another, and because of the sins that he has committed, because of them, he will die. But you say, the Lord's way is not fair. Listen now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is not fair? Is it not your ways that are not fair? If a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and practices unrighteousness, he will die because of it. Because of the unrighteousness that he has practiced, he will die. 
But if a wicked man turns from his wickedness that he has done and practices justice and righteousness, he will preserve his life, because he has seen and turned away from all the rebellious act that he has committed. He will surely live, and he will not die. But the house of Israel says, The Lord's way is not fair. Is it really my ways that are not fair, O house of Israel? Is it not your ways that are not fair? Therefore, I will judge each one of you according to his ways, O house of Israel, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn away from all your rebellious acts, so that you will not set out a stumbling block that makes you guilty. Throw off from yourselves all your rebellious actions by which you have rebelled, and obtain a new heart and a new spirit for yourselves. Why should you die, O house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. So repent and live. This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading continues in Romans chapter 2 at verse 17. Now if you call yourself a Jew, and you find your comfort in the law, and you boast in God, and if you know his will, and you approve the things that really matter, since you are instructed by the law, and if you are convinced that you yourself are a guide for the blind, a light for those in darkness, and instructor of the ignorant, and a teacher of infants, since you have the essence of knowledge and truth in the law. Now then, you, the one who is teaching someone else, do you fail to teach yourself? You who preach, do not steal, do you steal? You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who detest idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law bring shame on God by breaking the law. Yes, as it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Indeed, circumcision has value if you observe the law. On the other hand, if you are a lawbreaker, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. So if an uncircumcised person keeps the righteous requirements of the law, won't his uncircumcision be credited to him as circumcision? The one who is not circumcised physically, but who fulfills the law, will judge you who are a lawbreaker, even though you have the written law and circumcision. In fact, a Jew who is merely one outwardly is not really a Jew. And circumcision that is only outward in the flesh is not really circumcision. Rather, a real Jew is one on the inside, and his circumcision is of the heart, a spiritual circumcision, not one based on carrying out the letter of the law. That person's praise does not come from people, but from God. This is the word of the Lord. We now confess the Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray that you would so guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And now for the good news that never gets old, the news that Jesus is your Savior, who lived, died, and rose again so that all your sins have been forgiven. That's the gospel. Now get up and go and live to God's glory and for the benefit of your neighbor. Peace. <laughs>